This is Upstate's HealthLink on air. Linda Cohen here with you. Very subtle changes can make all the difference to improve a patient's experience while in the hospital. And they aren't even expensive. Here with more on all of this are Amy Sesniak. She's the Chief Experience Officer from the Office of Patient Experience at University Hospital and Upstate Medical University, and Karen Wentworth from the Patient Relations and Guest Services Department at University Hospital and Upstate Medical University. Welcome to you both. Thanks so much for coming in. Thank you for having us. So Amy, let me start with you because I think the biggest question that immediately comes to mind is, what do patients want? That's a great question. Thank you for asking. So patients want a human experience. Patients, when they come to us, they want us to treat them like people, not like their diagnosis or what brought them here to upstate. They want to be treated like people. They want us to get to know them. What are their interests outside of here? Nobody is raising their hand saying, I can't wait to be a patient. (laughs) But they need to come to us, and we want them to be comfortable when they're here with us. So it's that human connection that our patients want. So it seems to me like, I mean, obviously the things that come to mind in my mind, Karen, is that people want high quality care, they want safety, they want a good night's sleep, nobody interrupting them, that kind of thing. But it seems to me that there's one thing that I've come across that seems to stand out, and that is communication. Help Help us understand what we mean by that. Yeah, that's very true, Linda. You know, our patients have reported to us and in, in, in feed their feedback. They've, they've told us how important communication is to them. And, you know, we're an educational institution, and we go, you know, we're a medical institution. We have a lot of residents going in and out of the rooms, a lot of physicians. And oftentimes um, we need to slow down a little bit and really stop and talk to our patients. And so that communication piece about their care and treatment is very important to them. So when we say communication, either of you, Amy or Karen, I mean, is it a certain type of communication? Is it a way of communicating? Is it is it specific information? What you know, communication is a very broad term, but clearly, as you said, has been something that's come up over and over and over again when you ask a patient what they want. So let's put a little more detail into that, Amy. What do you think they mean, or what sure. are they meaning? I think it's different for every person we serve. So we serve such a diverse population of of patients that I think for some people, they want the very granular details of what's happening with their care. For other people, they want sort of the broad, you know, give me the basics of what's happening. I think what we see consistently amongst the people we serve is they want to know who's in charge of their care, aside from themselves. You know, our patients are really the the quarterback of their care, but they want to know sort of who's the lead um, physician, who's the lead provider, and um, how do we get them um, well so they can leave us? Because the first question everybody asks when they're admitted is, when can I go home? (laughs) (laughs) I understand. I can relate. It it seems to me also that there's probably a desire for... um, patients to have healthcare professionals, doctors, nurses, residents, whatever, to communicate at a level they can understand. I mean, Karen, it seems to me if they, if people are using jargon or they're very laconic, meaning they don't talk to them when they come in or the nurses don't explain, I'm about to do this and look them in the eye, this might hurt a bit kind of thing, that people feel, as you mentioned, Amy, almost dehumanized in that experience. Is that, is Karen, has that been your yes, experience Yes, our patients well? do tell us that they, they, when the doctors come in the room, the physicians, whoever the, whoever the healthcare provider is, that they want them to introduce themselves, they want them to tell them what's happening and, and how. 
Um, and we want to encourage our patients to ask those questions if they're not being answered. How about things like empathy? Sure, sure. <laughs> so um, empathy and compassion are the things that, you know, when we talk about what's Upstate specifically focusing on, um, what's been sort of our strategic plan and focus for 2017, where are we headed, um, you know, this next year when we think about um, the different uh, initiatives with regards to patient experience. You know, people want that empathy and that compassion back in healthcare. Um, more than getting to the right diagnosis, people want to feel cared for while they're being cared for. Yeah. And obviously there must be a feeling, excuse me, that there's been some lack in that, not specifically here at Upstate, but throughout the whole medical field. We've become so technical, and technology advances have been wonderful with regards to patient safety. But what they've done is they've moved the nurse further and further from the bedside. So my background before I worked in patient experience was nursing. Nursing 17 years ago was very different. Everything was on paper. We did the nightly back rub. We did a lot of things to really be connected and to share sacred moments with patients. Nurses of today are computer-driven and everything is scanned and everything is barcoded. And so there's that computer that sits between the patient and the nurse to keep them safe. So, you know, there's lots of positives to the technology, but what it's done is it's it's really moved nurses away from that human touch and connection. So I think that's a crucial point, yeah. and I'm so glad for you to raise it because it strikes me that we're so data-driven, as Correct. you said, and we're so preoccupied with data Mm-hmm. that sometimes we lose track of that, you know, the glint in the eye or the sadness in the eye of the patient. If we're so fixed on our computer screen, we may, an individual healthcare provider may never even look up to look in the eye of the patient. Mm-hmm. So clearly, obviously, you're getting that feedback. So I guess, how do you try to figure this out? I mean, Going back to data, I've just kind of kiboshed data, but on the other hand, data is also the resource through which you can make improvements. What is going on currently here at Upstate or even nationally in terms of an attempt to look at elements of patient satisfaction? Are there actual surveys being done, for example? Yes, absolutely. Um, So HCAPS is the government Uh, survey that is standardized across the country. So patients who are seen in Florida are measured the same as patients who are seen at Upstate. Uh, Every organization that has this survey is required by the government, and they also have a vendor that they use. So we use Prescaney at SUNY Upstate, and we measure patient experience not only through these formal surveys that patients may or may not receive post-discharge. We also have some homegrown surveys In the survey, there's the opportunity for patients to write comments. We look at those comments every week. Those comments are shared with key people across the organization. We take a lot from those comments. We get floods and floods of letters from patients telling us how pleased they are with the care at Upstate. Those compliments are also used to measure patient experience. Likewise, we do get complaints from the people we serve, and Karen's office specifically is the one who manages those complaints and grievances. And those are used as a way to, if we see a trend, what can we do? And we take every complaint seriously. We take every complaint as an opportunity to make it better for the next individual that we serve. If you're just joining us, you're listening to Upstate's Health Link on Air. I'm Linda Cohen along with patient satisfaction experts, Amy Sesniak and Karen Wentworth. We're talking about what hospitalized patients want and need. Well, getting to need, 
Um, Amy, we were talking earlier about this whole idea of how a patient, of, of the idea that the patient is their own quarterback, you use that phrase. So what do they need to know before, if they, if they were to become a patient, what would you like them to know before actually entering these doors? Well, you know, above and beyond, we, we recognize that um, a hospital stay is necessary and we understand that patients don't want to be here. But we also know that it's important to prepare yourself for your hospital stay. So the best thing patients can do in families when they consider coming to a hospital and when they need to come to a hospital is first and foremost, be honest. Your nurses and doctors, believe me, they have heard it all. So be honest with them. Don't be shy about your clinical history. Don't be embarrassed about concerns you have. There is no oversharing when it comes to your care and treatment. So please be honest when you come to see us. Don't be afraid to ask questions about the care and treatment you're receiving. Um, Questions could be things such as tests you're receiving, the devices being used during those tests, or even why the procedure is necessary. These are all conversations that we want to encourage our patients to have with the healthcare provider while they're in the hospital. It's always in their best interest to understand what's happening to them and will ultimately help improve the chances of them having a more positive stay. It strikes me though, a patient might be more shy, intimidated, or maybe unable to um, ask some of some of the honest questions that you're talking about. For example, like what are the risks of this treatment that you're giving me right now? Or, um, you know, how what's the success rate of this treatment kind of thing but you're encouraging people to ask those and to whom would they ask would they ask the nurse would they ask the the resident coming through does it matter who they ask it does not matter we encourage all of our staff to be available to our patients to answer any questions and if they don't have those answers they go to the provider who has them and gets them for them. So how about this, what other things are part of this preparation for the patient? What else would you advise them to be able to do? Sure, I would advise them to bring their records, uh, personal medication history, family's clinical history, um, a list of medications. We don't want you to bring your actual pills in, but a list of what you take would be great, Um, as well as questions you may have, you know, write your questions down before you come in so that you can just be that, you know, that Girl Scout, take that Girl Scout approach to coming to the hospital. So you want people to be prepared. And in a sense, you're saying you want them to take control of their hospitalization to a point, obviously, but you want them to also be respectful and polite, but, but engage be a party to their care. Is that absolutely? Is that... We want the patient to remember they're the most important person in this process. If they're not happy with any aspect of their care, whether it's clinically related or an ancillary service we provide, such as environmental services or nutritional services, if their food isn't great, we need to know. Um, and and they have a right to request certain things, um, such as adjustment of temperature in their room. Um, so any of these things and anything else they need, we do encourage families. Uh, and, their, and the patients as well, to, to let us know before they leave. Now, you've both been involved at this for quite a bit of time, and, and Amy, you came from a nursing background, so you have a, a, a unique perspective on all of this. I guess the question I have is, how, how have these inquiries that you've engaged in, not only you, but going now on a national level, how has that 
improved or added to improvements in the patient experience from what you've observed? Well, through the years, there's been a shift in the focus. And I think um, for all of the right and wrong reasons, these um, government-mandated surveys are also tied to hospital reimbursement. So there's something very uh, serious behind patient experience. Now, I hate that this is how we're focused on it, but I love that we're focused on patient experience and we're getting ourselves back to the basics of caring for people as we care for them. As opposed to doing things on them or to them. Correct. We're really trying to see the whole person. Yes. In a little bit of time we have left, I know that there's a tool in place that Upstate is using called I Care, and it's a tool that's attempting to do what? I Care is a tool to help everyone who works for or partners with Upstate remember the essential elements of a conversation. It's reminding people to introduce themselves, to connect with patients, to acknowledge what has been said, to review and educate people throughout their length of stay. So basically, you have a program that really um, stresses all of these important points, and every person who touches a patient really needs to have all of those things in their mind when they're working. They do, and they should. Very little bit of time we have left. How do you think electronic medical records, from your standpoint, has played a role one way or another as a nurse? Well, it's improved the quality of care, uh, but like I said before, it's really taken nurses away from um, the bedside because now we have a lot of things we have to keep track of. So it's put the computer between the patient and the nurse, but it really has improved the safety. And How about shortening of hospital stays? How has that played a role? Well, uh, just like nobody, <laughs> patients don't want to be here either. So shortening hospital stays is really a great way to get people home. And really, there's a lot of things we can do for people from home. And uh, moving care back to physician offices and things like that has been a great So help. you've seen that as really mm -hmm. a positive overall and not necessarily Absolutely. kind of shunning out. Well, I want to thank you both for coming in and sharing all of this with us. My guest has been Amy Sesniak. She's the Chief Experience Officer from the Office of Patient Experience from University Hospital and Upstate Medical University, and Karen Wentworth from the Patient Relations and Guest Services Department at University Hospital and Upstate Medical University. I'm Linda Cohen. You're listening to Upstate's HealthLink on air. <laughs>